Good morning, my friend. I hope you're doing well. It is Friday morning, and it is time for another Hope Talks. This is episode three of Hope Talks, and we are super excited to, for the guests that we have today. Of course, we had Clarissa Mall uh, two weeks ago, Tracy Rhodes last Friday, and I hope you heard those. If you didn't, go back and hear them. Really inspiring talks from two of my favorite writers um, and people who know a lot about how to find hope in hard times. So today... Very excited and honored to have my friend Tommy Walker back with us. You hear clips of his music and sometimes his songs on every episode of the podcast. Lisa and I are longtime fans of Tommy Walker and longtime supporters of Tommy Walker Ministries. And what you don't know is I was super honored recently. Tommy asked me to be on the board of directors for Tommy Walker Ministries. And so I've just started that um, role and, and just very excited to, for Lisa and I both to be partnering with Tommy and the team to help provide resources for worship and equipping of worship leaders uh, and songwriters and worshipers all over the world. But Tommy, in his personal life, is a father and grandfather, of course, internationally acclaimed singer-songwriter, worship leader. Uh, His songs are sung around the world every Sunday, uh, and I think will be until the Lord comes back. He's provided a huge amount of the songbook for the modern church and just a tremendous um, worshiper and writer and musician and, and just incredible guy. But he's also a person who's been through great personal tragedy and great personal loss. And the last few months have been a ringer for Tommy and his family. They've been through a lot. And so we're having a talk today um, about hope and about how to find the light again when the lights go out and about how to grab on to the treatment plan uh, when you need a little dose of hope. And Tommy did a great job of talking us through how he handles those situations when the massive thing comes. And and we just had a wonderful talk with my friend Tommy Walker, and I'm excited to bring him back onto the show. Um, he may be the most uh, frequently appearing guest on the show. He's, he's right up there. Uh, Philip Yancey's been several times on the show. Daniel Amon, uh, Max Locato, uh, all have made multiple appearances on the show. But Tommy's right up there uh, at the top, uh, which tells you a lot about what I think about him and how much I think we can learn from him. Um, but remember, as I always say, you can't change your life until you change your mind. And Tommy has helped us learn uh, how to turn our mind back towards worship, um, how to how to put our mind on the things that are always true, even when things hurt. And the bottom line is that there's a treatment plan. There's a path that you can take to reliably flex the muscles of hope and find the light again when the hardest things happen. And hope is the first dose. And I'm excited to bring back Tommy Walker today to remind us that we can always change our minds and change our lives. And Lisa's going to tell us when. Hey, are you ready to change your life? If the answer is yes, there's only one rule. You have to change your mind first. And my friend, there's a place where the neuroscience of how your mind works smashes together with faith and everything starts to make sense. That place is called self-brain surgery. You can learn it and it will help you become healthier, feel better, and be happier. And the good news is you can start today. Thanks, Lisa. Hey, so glad to have you listening today. I'm Dr. Lee Warren, and I live in Nebraska in the United States of America with my incredible wife, Lisa, my father-in-law, Tata, and the super pups, Harvey and Lewis. I'm a neurosurgeon and an author, and I'm here to help you harness neuroscience, the power of your brain, faith, the power of your spirit, and good old common sense to help you lead a healthier, better, happier life. Listen, friend, you can't change your life until you change your mind, and I'm here to help you learn the art of self-brain surgery to get it done if you like the show. Please subscribe so you never miss an episode and tell your friends about it. If you tell two or three friends this podcast was helpful to you, imagine how much good we can all do around the world together. I'm Dr. Lee Warren, and I'm here to help you change your mind so you can change your life. Let's get after it.
friend, we're back. I've got my good friend. You know him well. You hear him every episode. This is Tommy Walker with us on Hope Talks today. Welcome back, Tommy. Thanks so much for having me. So grateful. And it's good to see your face. And um, just just uh, if I think about songs that bring me hope, it's the the songbook has a lot of Tommy Walker starts and finishes with Tommy Walker. And uh, I think we're going to have a talk about one of those songs today. But we, I just wanted to have you back on the show because um, you were so kind to read and endorse uh, my new book, Hope is the First Dose. And um just want to talk a little bit about from your perspective as a, as a worship leader, songwriter, and also human with the whole life of experiences. Um, what does it mean to you? What does hope mean? And what's the difference between hope and faith? And what do you do when things hurt and, and all that kind of stuff? So let's, let's get after that. But would you, before we do, would you mind saying a prayer for us, Tommy? Yes, Lord, we thank you for this opportunity to talk and think and, meditate on who you are and you even call yourself the god of hope we're so grateful for that lord just be in the midst of everything we we say and here in these next few minutes lord and thank you for the amazing privilege of sharing our hope in you with so many people all over the world amen amen thank you talk to us about uh, one of your songs we'll just start here one of your songs lisa and i let it in worship a hundred times, one of our very favorite Tommy Walker albums and one of your songs in particular called I Have a Hope. Unpack that one for us. I'll play it on the episode. Yeah. So I got invited to go to this this church that helps the homeless in Pasadena, which is a city very near me here in Los Angeles area. And, and um, so... I just showed up to to volunteer, you know. I, you know, it's kind of a weird thing, I guess. But really, I'm even though I've been in front of so many people, I'm more of an introvert. So I was looking forward yeah. to going back in the kitchen and making the spaghetti, you know, and just serving, you know. So I get there, and they say, "Great, we're so glad you're here. We're going to make you be the greeter, and <laughs> you're gonna what you're gonna do is you're gonna." take the name tags and ask every person as they come in their name and write their name on the name tag and give it to them. And I was like, no, I don't want to talk to anybody. I just want to sit <laughs> in the background. So anyway, I was the greeter and I was writing their name. So, but why would I was so taken with immediately as these um, mostly homeless people uh, were coming in, I would ask them their name and they would, Tell me their name, and I would just look in their eyes, and their it was almost like it was beyond hopeless. It was like people that were living physically, but kind of emotionally and spiritually, and in their soul, they just were not alive. They were they were just kind of living and breathing and moving, but not really living. Just such a hopelessness in that. So over and over again, the next one, the next one, what's your name? And the hopelessness in their eyes. And so I just began kind of under my breath, kind of praying for them and thinking about what, how could I pray for them? So I thought, I'm going to write a song. And if God would will it, I'm going to write a song and I'm going to fill it up with scripture. And I'm going to, I'm going to come back and try to sing this song for them and even teach it to them. Wow. So I wrote the song, I Have a Hope, and it's full of God's promises. 
Because I just believe it's one thing for a preacher to stand up there and tell you the promises of God and kind of hear them spoken. But it's a whole nother level when you speak out the promises of God out of your own mouth, whether you're speaking them or you're singing them, you're able to internalize them to a, to a greater sense. So I did get to go back and sing the song to them. And, um, and I, I was, uh, you know, I've gotten to sing that song so many places and teach it to so many choirs and at my church to see people um, sing it. And I, I, I have a, a friend who's really battled depression and she says that's her go-to song. She just sings it over her life. And, um, but what I was really taken with as I was thinking about this talk was one of the scriptures, uh, in that song speaks of Ephesians 2.10, for we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. And I, I just think there's so much hopefulness when we live a life of purpose and uh and a life of eternal purpose that's right yeah that's exactly right that, that and i think that that kind of goes into the uh what i call the, the prehab part of like having a plan in place to deal with with hard things and and for me that it's not the same for everybody but for me it's 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 filling your heart up in advance with stuff that you've decided already. So you don't have to make decisions under pressure, right? I know who God mm-hmm. is. I know what the promises are. I know he's done this in the past, and so he's likely to do it again. And that involves, for me, a lot of scripture and widely reading and, and songs and all of that stuff. So, I mean, is that part of your playbook too? Like, do you, do you put things in your heart ahead of time to try to call on them when, when it hurts? Yeah, absolutely. Well, one of my huge weapons is is my my, my thankfulness. I, I actually made these beads that help me pray. It's not like a Catholic thing or anything, but for me, it's which uh, is fine. But it's just uh, just to keep my <laughs> my brain focused. Yeah, and I so I I I give seven different be seven separate things that I'm grateful for. And I, I go through them because it's such a weapon when I'm dealing with anxiety or fear, or depression or whatever, to be reminded of all the wonderful things God has brought to my life. So that's a, that's an ongoing <laughs> battling weapon in, in my life. And of course, scripture every morning i don't i i try hard very hard never to go throughout my day without finding a scripture for the day for me and so yeah so if it's not too private like what are the seven things like what are the seven things that you pray over Uh, you mean you mean the seven things i'm grateful for yeah that yeah well, you mean today? Because they they change, you know. Oh, they change. So it's like, seven things uh, to be today, grateful for I, that day. Yes, you know, I was just thanking God for my wife Robin, and thanking God for. I'm about to go on a, a trip to Italy to teach 
leaders how to write worship songs and their language. And I'm going to get to travel with an amazing team with my daughter. And for that, thanking him for just health and strength in my mind and my body. And um, I was thanking him for guitar, just playing guitar. I've been playing a lot of hymns on guitar lately as a part of my worship. And it just blesses me. So, yeah. And so it just takes my mind to the things I'm grateful for, as opposed to the things I'm afraid of and the things I'm depressed about. <laughs> wow. You know, that reminds me, uh, my friend Daniel Amen, and he's a, kind of this world-famous psychiatrist, and he and he writes books about brain health and happiness and all that stuff. And, um, and he wrote about the day his father died. His dad died during the COVID time, and it was a huge hit for him. His dad was his best friend, and um, he has this habit where every night he before he goes to sleep, he, he prays and, and spends a few minutes thinking about his day. And he asked himself the question, what went well today? And he said the day his dad died, right before he fell mm. asleep, he found himself running his routine. And he said, what went well today? And he was able to find some things to be grateful for even on that day. And so that was so important. Like it just it, it, having a system, a plan and, it you know, prayer beads if you need them, whatever it is, have something, friend, in place in your life that that is always there for you that you don't have to think about. So you've made one decision and you run with it all the time. I love that, Tommy. That's great. Yeah, and um, just getting back to to the I Have a Hope song, um, one of my life Bible verses is first Corinthians fifteen fifty eight. So my dear brothers and sisters, be strong and immovable. Always work enthusiastically for the Lord, for you know that nothing you do for the Lord is useless. Yep. And the big enemy of our souls is constantly telling us, you know, if you try to have purpose in your life, if you try to go after anything, it's gonna be a waste of time. Yeah, And God's not going to use it and you're going to make a fool of yourself or whatever. But there's a promise there that if you step out in any way for the glory of God, he promises it won't be in vain. It won't be for nothing. But the God of heaven, the creator of the ends of the earth is going to use it. And so I hold on to that, especially when I'm leading worship and it's not going well or whatever I'm doing. Like when I'm about to go on this trip to Italy, I don't know the future. I don't know exactly how it's going to go, but I'm, I believe God is going to use me. And that can bring so much hope, I think, to a person to know that God has a purpose and a plan and has given me unique gifts that he will and he promised he will use. And so that's a big part of uh, living with hope in my life. Amen. That's And let's just clarify for the listener, like, What's the difference and how are hope and faith related in your mind, in your view? Um, well, I mean, to me, I, I, I'm not a theologian, but hope has a lot to do with the future and believing that God is working everything for my good. Another verse that's mentioned in the I Have a Hope song. And um, that there's hope for me in the future because of the goodness of God and the, the calling he has on my life. 
whereas faith for me is is a more in the now um element of my life and um, so that's the way i think about it what do you, you tell me what do you think <laughs> i think that's right i heard one somebody said i can't remember who said it but i love this this parsing out so somebody said faith is believing that god can do the things that he says he can do and hope is the the belief that he will do them for me like i love that that dualism there it's it's they're related but they're different right it's and so like for me like this i have faith that god is going to redeem me and that god has a, a future for me and and god has a plan for his kingdom and all that and i have this living hope that because he isn't in that tomb that he resurrected and paid for our sins and left death and defeated death and all that. That's why I believe I get to see Mitch again, my son. Like I have that hope in, in this future that he's promised us. So I, I, I have faith that he can do those things. And I, and I have hope, real hope, not magic wishes, right? Or fingers crossed kind of stuff, but he's going to do it for me. And that's, that's, that's how I parse it out. Yeah. So important. And, how people live without it, I don't know. I don't either. And, you know, you've been, like, in your family, like, you've been through some hard things in the last few months. Like, like what, what do you find yourself leaning on? How do, you, how do you handle when the big thing happens in your life? You know, when, you know, I just, just in the last couple of, months lost my father-in-law and my one of my brothers mm. and um <clears throat> especially when i go through things that are just really you just know i'm not going to understand this one until i see jesus you know yeah and i always think of the the verse where else can i if i'm if I'm really living in doubt and wanting to give up and turn around and run away, but where else can we go, Lord? Because only you have the words of eternal life. That's right. So you have to remember what are your options? Right? Yeah. I can, I can like turn away from my faith in God and try to run this thing all by myself with complete hopelessness, or I can choose to be a man of faith and keep running towards him because he's the only one that has hope you know and another thing that motivates me uh, as a man of faith is like i i want to i want to run this race to the end you know yeah. i i want to just start well i want to end well and i when my my kids bury me and they have my funeral and it's all over. I want them, especially my family, I want them to say, yes, he was a man of faith. Yeah. Yes. To his last breath, he kept believing and he kept hoping. And that really motivates me in a large way to keep going when it gets really, really hard. Amen. That's right. You got to tell a good story with your life and, and leave a legacy. And you're doing that. I mean, your songbook is going to do that for the, the until the until the Lord comes back. People are going to be singing Tommy Walker songs around the world. And I love that. Um, you live in Southern California, and, and so California is a a place where I mean, the the whole culture right now. But California is is kind of on the forefront of the cultural battle in a lot of ways. And you're probably 
see a lot of people in your life every day that are that are looking for something that they don't have and they're looking for it in the wrong place. Like, so how do you, how do you say, how do you, what, what words do you use Tommy to tell people where they can really find what it is that they're looking for? And I imagine you encounter those folks a lot. And what do you say? There's a lot, a lot to say, but um, I think you have to ask yourself, you know, where, where do you get your, where do you get your values? Where do they come from? You know, do your values, the way you live your life come from a political leader or a Instagram influencer or whatever? <laughs> Are you really going to put your whole, uh, you know, it, all, all of your hope and the way you live your life, according to some some college professor that, you know, is uh, 50 years old and came up with some new ideas or do you want to really go with what we believe is the authoritative, um, the Bible, which has been around for thousands of years and, and uh, is unchanging is all, all those amazing things about the Bible, how many authors it has, how many centuries it took to write it and yet yeah. how the message of Jesus flows through the whole thing, all the prophecies, all of that. And to basically that, you know, I've just landed on trusting the word of God it says it will stand firm in the heavens forever. And um, as opposed to the latest political opinion you know everyone has feels like their opinions are so important right now but yeah so i i just go back to the to the bible and uh, just trusting trusting that with my life uh beyond the latest fad and opinion i think you're right it's um there's there's a moving target if you're trying to find happiness and you don't find it by becoming more like something that never changes like like so jesus says i am the way and the truth and the life and and, and if, if that's true that there's a truth then this idea and culture right now that you need to find your truth leads you yeah. to a, a never-ending series of things to try to find and and when you find it it changes you said one, in one of your videos one time uh all about your glory and you did this setup where you said if your life is about your glory then you're never going to be happy because somebody's going to get more glory than you do. That's right. Let me tell you, the worst thing that can happen to you is if you get some glory, because guess what? Then your girl, your glory is going to go away. That's right. <laughs> more of it. <laughs> I just talked to a former NFL player and he said something like that. Now he's going to be on the show in a couple of weeks, Derwin Gray. And he said something about you, you, you work your whole life to make it to the NFL because you think that's going to make you happy. And then you get there and you think, if I can just become a starter, I'll be happy. And then you become a starter and you, and you think, well, if I become all pro, then I'll be happy. And then if I make it to the Super Bowl, then I'll be happy. And then you tear your ACL or something happens and, and you don't do those other things and you realize none of that could ever have made me happy. Like it, it would have been impossible because every time I got to that thing, something else would have been the next goal. And and that's when he realized I got to find something in my life that that really provides peace and happiness. And I think that's kind of what we're circling around here. Like 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 the only way 
a person can really have hope is if it's tied to something that can't be taken away from them. Mm, good. That's, that's so true. What's so crazy is we just keep running after it. We keep running after man's approval. And, and uh, he, he, if you want to call it fame, even if it's in your own small circles, you're just wanting more and more of it. But it's like sand falling through your fingers. You can just never hold on to it, but you keep yeah. running to it. You know, an, another interesting example is in, in a season of my life when I was doing those Promise Keeper events. Here I was leading worship in these stadiums and getting to do my songs and everything. But what would happen, and it was a one amazing season, but just to get the picture, you know, drive to LAX, go to the city, they take me to the the stadium, we do the sound check, go back to the hotel, and then you, you do the event. And then you go back to LAX and you go home and you basically don't ever really talk to anybody like out there. You just, <laughs> you know, you talk to the, uh, you know, the, the sound guy mixing monitors and you, you do talk to maybe one of the speakers, whatever, but it's very unrelational actually, even though it's so amazing. It's so many people versus I've gotten to do these trips like to the Philippines and, and much more relational trips. Actually, last year we went to Europe and did a lot uh, of what we'll be doing in Italy and being uh, more one-on-one -on -one with people. So my, trust me, my influence is just shrinking every day, but I am, <laughs> I'm, I'm getting to be, have more time with less people. So instead of it being really a wide influence, it's a narrower, but deeper influence. And I have found that relationships are the most rewarding thing and, and the, the most fulfilling thing compared to just running after trying to get millions of people to really admire you because it mm. just does not fulfill it. So I, I don't know if I'm going off and off the subject here a little bit, but no, I love it. But I'm, man, go ahead. No, I was just going to say that I'm, I'm personally very grateful for that season that you were in promise keeper. Cause that's where I, that's where I encountered your music is at one of those events. And I was, I think I've told you this story before, but I was saved, but lost. And I, I, I was so wrapped up in legalism and this idea that I had to sort of make my own way to heaven by trying to be good or whatever it was. And I was raised in this group that believed we were the only ones that were really even saved. You know, we had this very narrow, small kingdom idea that we, that a few people figured it out and nobody else had. And I heard you sing about Jesus, unshakable, immovable, faithful, and true, full of wisdom, strength, and beauty. These things are true of you. And as I heard you sing that, the Lord, and I'm not charismatic in any way, but I heard him coming and he said, that guy couldn't sing that stuff about me unless he knows me. And, and you, all these other brothers that are singing in the stadium, they, they couldn't say it about me unless they know me. And you were also playing a guitar, which I love, but I was raised in a church where you only use your voice. And I sort of thought it was not, you're not supposed to use an instrument and in, in, in singing about Jesus. And that, that whole thing broke open that day. And the Lord said, you thought you knew me, but he knows me more than you do. And, and that led to me, I think, being saved, Tommy. That, that, that event is what taught me that I really needed grace. Cause if you don't think you need a savior, 
you can't really be saved. Mm. Wow. Wow. That really moves me. Just, you told me that story before, but just even in this moment, just, and just to, to know that we worship and serve a knowable, not totally knowable, but in part knowable God yep. is just so, so wonderful and so beautiful. And to think that I could have had a little part in such a deep work in somebody's life. I mean, wow. I just think, wow, what, what a gift that God gave me uh, purpose in my life that I could be a part of your life like that. I mean, the, the, where it makes me want to go is kind of back to the beginning. What we were saying is God wants to use you to touch somebody uh, for God to touch somebody through your life in such a way. And there's nothing more rewarding. There's nothing more hope giving than to think somewhere in the future, maybe an hour from now, I could touch somebody with God's love in, in such a way. Man, what a what a purpose giving and hopeful thought. Amen. I, I, this is it's right back to this hope idea, and I love it. I love these unscripted conversations that we have. And and it, but if you think about it, I've been thinking a lot lately. It seems like a tangent, but it's not. I'll bring it back. I promise. It, it, I've been thinking a lot lately about this idea of the the shoulders that we stand on. Is when I'm in the operating room, for example. I'm using a, a microscope that some engineers and, and physicists built, and I'm using techniques that Joe Maroon and a whole bunch of other surgeons taught me that they learned from other surgeons. And I'm and I'm I'm doing things with my hands, but I didn't make those things. And, and I borrowed ideas and technologies and all that from somebody else. And you wrote you, you talked about I've, your song "These Things Are True of You," which changed my life. And you said that came from a book that you read. The idea for the song came from a book you read by A.W. Tozer. So tell tell that story. Somebody gave you that book. I think it was your brother, right? And you were reading it over a weekend of house sitting. And so you you were you were standing on Tozer's shoulders, and he had been pastored and mentored by somebody else, and and ultimately. His ideas led to your song that led to my big life change. That, that That's a perfect story of how, what you were just saying about how all of us have this hope that our lives can matter. Yeah. I mean, you know, what, what, another big thing we see here in California is the homelessness. And yeah, and I'm going back to that, but, but, and I know I, a lot of it has to do with addiction, especially and some mental health issues. But, but I just feel like we, I don't know if I've ever lived in a, a time where people seem so purposeless, you know, and when you, yeah. when your life becomes just all about whatever you can get out of other people, you know, and just no sense. And it's because there's so little sense of, of God, you know, in their lives. Yeah. No sense of what can I do that actually really matters. It just leads to despair because that's not what we're created for. That's right. But to think that we can, that, yeah, I could take from A.W. Tozer, which, by the way, that book you're referring to is The Pursuit of God, which is one of the greatest devotional books ever. But the other one I have to speak of is called The Knowledge of the Holy. That's the yeah. other 
A.W. Tozer book that speaks of all his attributes. And, um, but I just think it takes such a step of faith, like we mentioned earlier, but to think that you could be in that chain of, of uh, purpose uh, of God using you. I, yeah. I just think for somebody that's just living in despair, maybe coming even out of a tragedy, there needs to come a day where you, you believe that something you do today for somebody else, for the glory of God, that God promises he will use it. And I just bring, I just believe he will bring even more hope to your life when you choose to do that. That's right. That reminds me of, uh, Victor Frankel said he was a concentration camp victim and lost family members during the concentration camp era of the second war. And, um, of course, I wrote that famous book, Man's Search for Meaning, that everybody quotes. But he, he had a, a, a quote, and I'm not going to get it exactly right, but he said something to the effect of suffering ceases to be suffering when you find purpose in it. And so mm. what you just said is exactly right. Like, 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 I, here's a story. Here's a good example. You know, Rome, everybody, everybody throws Romans 8.28 at you when you have a loss, the Christian platitude of God will work this out for good somehow. And, and that happened shortly after Mitch died. Like we were standing around in a circle and people were praying for us. And this guy, well-meaning father of a friend of ours said, you know, God's going to make something good out of this. And I just, it was infuriating in the moment. Like I wanted to punch him. Like my son died three days ago and you're telling me God's <laughs> going to make something good. That's not, that's not right. I know it's a true promise, but not the right time. Right. And so then fast forward, you know, 10 years and I've written books and done podcasts and written letters and, and, and tried to unpack that painful experience to help other people. And, and I've received two letters in the last 10 years from people who said today was the day I was going to kill myself. This was the day. And I just happened to open this email. I just happened to listen to this podcast. And you said something that gave me hope. I'm not going to kill myself. And I would not have said those things if I hadn't lost my son. Cause I started doing that stuff to try to minister to myself and my family out of that loss, right? So it's one of those quantum physics things where t- two things are true at the same time and neither one become less true. It's terrible that you lose your son. It's good that that person didn't kill themselves. And that's how God can be telling the truth when he says, I came here to give you abundance and you're going to have trouble in your life at the same time. That's that's why it works. Yeah, and of everything we're talking about, I can't think of a better example than you (laughs) really um, starting your, your book writing, your podcast and your emails and all the things you do really out of, out of what God is speaking to you for your own healing, but that it could be transferred to thousands of other people and letting uh, God use such a, hard thing and and uh you know we joked about it in the episode where i interviewed you like i, I don't know anybody that accomplishes as much as you so i don't know why i'm talking about living a life of purpose i'm talking to mr purpose <laughs> <laughs> in here but you know it's, it's dr true. purpose to you no. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> sorry excuse me 
Excuse me, Dr. Purpose. <laughs> <That's> awesome. <laughs> you know, I learned that when I, I started teaching at some universities here and there. And, and all man, all those doctors, they want to be called doctor, you know. Anyways, <laughs> that's that's funny. Um yeah, but you're an inspiration to me for sure. Of you you could have just bailed on life after such a tragedy, but you've done the opposite. And it's amazing inspiring ah oh, thank you i feel the same way about you like you, you you've done so much for me and for the world and um i keep saying i gotta it's been three seasons of the podcast now i've used the same setup and and i keep saying i gotta do a new, a new setup but i like that one so much it's, it's one of your songs <laughs> i love it so hey. i i don't know one of these days we'll change it to something else but it, it, it's nope. working for now so no problem change it anytime it's okay um but Tommy Walker, um, one thing to inspire the listener today, somebody's struggling. Um, there's a lot going on and, and a lot going on. They need a word of hope. What do you got for us today, Tommy? Boy, I, I just, I just believe there's somebody out there that God has given you a unique gift that you, you kind of gave up on it. Or you, you, life got hard, life got yeah. busy, and you just moved on. But I just believe there's somebody out there, you're supposed to go back and take a look. Maybe it was something that you did in your childhood and uh, something that you need to really uh, pick up again and, and start training yourself. But through the using that, unique gift and it can be anything in the world it can be an unexpected thing but but god wants you to take it up again and uh he wants to bring just such hope and fulfillment as you go go after it and use it for his glory and i just think that's for somebody today okay friend you heard it from tommy walker if you've been feeling the call You've been feeling that tug in your spirit, and he's prophesying that that's for you. So somebody's going to do We're going to hear from them, too. They're going to email us, lee at drleewarren.com. They're going to tell me and Tommy what it is. Um, that's beautiful. Tommy, thank you for sharing your heart today. I know you got uh, a busy day. you got a, some stuff to do this afternoon, and um, I, I can't thank you enough for um, taking the time to be with us to endorse my book. Your, your kind words are in the front cover of the new book, Hope is the First Dose. And uh can't wait for to, that to get out into the world. Thank you, brother. Yes, thanks for having me. And just so you know, I have several people that I plan to give your book to that are in desperate need of it. So I'm so Thank grateful you. that you've written it and believe with utter faith that God's going to use it in powerful ways. So, yes, thanks for having me. Always, always an honor and privilege. Great to see you, brother. God bless. What a great talk with our friend and, and uh, mentor, worship leader, songwriter, and just all around great guy, Tommy Walker. He mentioned his song, I Have a Hope, in the episode. I'm going to play it for you now as we rolled out. Lisa and I led this song in worship dozens of times, maybe hundreds of times in Alabama when we used to lead worship together. And this song always, it just never failed to bring people to their feet. It's just an anthem of hope. The chorus, I have a hope, I have a future, I have a destiny that is yet awaiting me. My life's not over. A new beginning's just begun. I have a hope. I have this hope. It's just 
it's just so powerful. So we're going to roll out with Tommy singing I Have a Hope. And then tomorrow I have a brand new series called Everyday Hope starting. And I can't wait for you to hear it with our special guests, Dale and Joe Margaret's tomorrow. And finally, Lisa is going to be on the show with us tomorrow as well. And you are going to be so blessed by the conversation that Lisa and I had with Dale and Joe, two of the most hopeful people uh, that we've ever met who have been through some of the hardest things that you can imagine. Um, but they're bringing the light and it's a great conversation. I can't wait for you to hear it. But for now, we're going to roll out with Tommy. I have a hope. And you, my friend, don't forget to start today.
Hey, thanks for listening. Please subscribe to the show so you automatically get every episode. And if you like the show, you'll love my weekly letter. Check out my writing at drleewarren.substack.com, drleewarren.substack.com. Get the free newsletter every week for my best prescriptions for becoming healthier, feeling better, and being happier through the power of faith and neuroscience smashing together via self-brain surgery, drleewarren.substack.com. And if you need prayer, go to the prayer wall at wleewarrenmd.com slash prayer. The theme music for the show is Make Us One by Tommy Walker, graciously provided for free by the great folks over at tommywalkerministries.org. Check it out and consider supporting them, tommywalkerministries.org. Remember, you can't change your life until you change your mind. And the good news is you can start today. I'm Dr. Lee Warren. I'll talk to you soon. God bless you, friend. Have a great day.